0: Oh, I don't know how long ago it is now. We uh, started the No More Lack operation upgrade, which, by the way, as I'm speaking now, today inaugurates phase two. <laughs> as I'm speaking. Well, let me just tell you, to show you how good God is. Say, God is good. God is God. I, I don't think you really mean it. Say, God is good. On that day when we began phase one, one of those who relate to this house, a member of this church that's not living in Atlanta, watching online, and he heard the challenge. And I got home that afternoon. I was taking a walk, and he called me. He said, Pastor, I want to be a part of this operation upgrade. I said, okay. And he gave me an amount that he was going to sell as part of the upgrading plan for the house. I think a week or two later, the money arrived. And he gave me $1,000 billion what he said to me on the phone. Last week, the guy called me. Same guy, thank you. Now, I'm jumping at the beat to mention the person's name but I'm under restraint of the Holy Spirit. So I'm behaving myself. They said to me that they normally go to work at 7.30 in the morning. arrive about an hour before everybody else to get their work area ready and get their job, you know, ready to go. And this particular day last week, they go there late at 9.30. And the manager called this person into the office. And said to them, you need to catch up on this, you need to catch up on that. All the area of his work that were not up to par. This guy spent about 15 minutes briefing him on that. And then the guy said, that's the boring part. Now for the other part. He said, well, we've looked at you, your qualification, your diligence, your excellence and we felt that we need to make an adjustment on your pay based on the current market value and therefore immediately September the 1st in effect and the guy brought the letter out you get a five figure immediate increase five figure wait a minute let, 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 let me. Let me help you, help you put it in because as I'm listening to this on the phone, I said five figures. I said yes. He said, "Well, Pastor, let me help you put it in perspective." He said, "The increase is a whole thirty percent of what I'm making now." Now, anyone that's been in the corporate world understands that you don't get thirty percent pay raise unless you fire the president you become president. <laughs> said to me, "Sir, Pastor, I have never in my life written a check like I did when I did that. Say, but I want you to know, this is what happened. And I'm sharing that with you now. We just sang the song. Bless the Lord of oh my soul. For he has done what? Great things. For that individual, that great thing arrived last week. For you, it's on the way. Some of you will get it today. Some of you will get it next week, some next month. But I'm telling you, God is a faithful God. He's a God who forever is blessing his people. He is in the blessing business. Yes. You, and it all comes to us because of his son, Jesus. And that's the only point I want to minister this morning. I don't want us to ever forget that whatever God is doing or he's saying or he's moving on, Is as a result of one individual. Jesus Christ. The son of the living God. It's not because of who we are. It's not because of what we have done or what we are doing. Now we have our part to play. But our part does not disturb him or hinder him or impede him from doing his part. And I just want us to leave this place today with a high uh, estimation of who Jesus is. We need a reappraiser. That's the word. We need to reappraise our understanding of this man called Jesus. It's everything. God has no plan B or C or D or E or F. It is Jesus plus Nothing. And so, with that being said, Psalms 24. Psalms 24. Just one point today on the acceptable worship. We spent many, many weeks now talking about worship. And last week, I concluded on the various forms of unacceptable worship. And so, today, let's pick it up from there from Psalms 21, I mean, 24. You got it right, Psalms 24. Verses 1 through 6 The earth is the Lord's and all its fullness, the world and those who dwell therein. He has founded it upon the seas and established it upon the waters. Who may ascend into the hill of the Lord? Or who may stand in his holy place? Answer. He who has clean hands and a pure heart who has not lifted up his soul to an idol nor sworn deceitfully he shall receive blessing from the Lord and righteousness from the God of his salvation. This is Jacob the generation of those who seek him who seek your face. And so, I'm using this passage <clears throat> to prepare us for the understanding of the acceptable ways or modes of worship. So, the psalmist asks the question in verse 3. Psalms 24 verse 3. He ask that question. Who will ascend or who may ascend to the hill of the Lord? Now, that hill of the Lord, there's not talking about physical location necessarily. In today's language, for me and you, the question is, you can, you can see it like this. Who have access to worship God? That's the question. Who may ascend? Ascend means you are going up. Who may ascend to the hill of the Lord? Who? Who has the right? Who has the liberty? Who has the opportunity? Who has the access to ascend to the hill of the Lord? Or who may stand in his holy place? Who has the audacity or who has the privilege to be able to come before God's presence and stand in his holy place? Who? Verse 4. It begins to answer for us. He or she who has clean hands and a pure heart, who has not lifted up his soul to an idol, nor son deceitfully. Let's stop right there for a minute. Just keep the scripture on there and let's stop for a minute. Clean hands, the first of what? Our actions. So remember the question in verse 2. Who may ascend to the hill? Who can worship? Who may stand before his holy presence in this holy place? Who has the order? Who is God inviting? to come on. And the answer comes, he who has clean hands, in other words, he whose actions are good. Clean hands. Hands indicate what you do. Action. And a pure heart. Motivation. So in answering the question, the only people who has access to God, who can come before his presence, are those with pure motivation of heart and correct or good actions. It goes on to say. He who has not lifted up his soul to an idol. We addressed that last took Idol. The idol of pleasure. The idol of worldly gain. The idol of knowledge. In other words. You have to have good action going for you. You have to have a clean or pure heart. And your soul or your thought or your obsession. Cannot be, should not be for idols. And he counts it by saying, No, he who swears deceitfully. Have you ever made an empty promise? A promise while you were making it, you knew you could not fulfill it? Oh, I remember. First car I had to buy in Atlanta. The car salesman. It was a plucker. I mean, that car, only God knows how old that thing was. I paid about $400 for it. And I, and I had the nerve to ask the salesman. Now, remember this. This is a $400 car. I asked the guy, I said, I said, I said, I said, I said this guy, is it is very strong? Will it will last? Watch what he says. Watch what the man tells me. He said, I will not be afraid to get in and drive it to Alabama right now. You know what? I could not drive the car out of the lot. <laughs> the guy, what, what did he do? He to me deceitfully. He knew that I was buying a lemon. Now we, we just laughed. Look how serious this is. We've been talking about worship. God wanted what? True worshippers. Those who worship him in spirit and in truth. So now the criteria for worship, David tells us, clean hands, pure heart, no idols, or not swearing deceitfully. Now, I'm only going to stop here this morning because I want us to, in a very hilarious, ridiculous, crazy, radical way, appreciate who Jesus is. Because until you do these things and and you see scriptures the way we are seeing it now, we read certain things and we really don't come away with the same understanding God wants you and I to come away from. Under the Old Testament, this was the condition. Your hands Must be clean. You should not, cannot be engaged in anything that's shady, that's wrong, or that's defiling. Your heart must be pure. Excuse me? How many of us in this room will pass this test? Please let me see your hand. Clean hands 24 7. Your heart twenty-four seven. Oh, don't ever think of an idol that exotic cruise you've been dreaming about. That's totally completely overtaking you. You can't read your Bible, you can't pray, you can't you are love seek for the cruise ship. The pursuit of worldly gain. I mean, on and on and on and on. You're walking, 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 walking. You are counting the money every time you go to the bank. Oh, mine, it's building up. My cash is piling up. Glory to God. I'm moving on up. Knowledge. You can't read your Bible for reading all these ridiculous en- encyclopedias. How many of us will pass this test? Let's go to Luke chapter 10. Luke chapter 10. This old covenant requirement should make us quake and shake in our boots. Because the truth of the matter is our hands and our hearts are not always clean. If the truth be told. Am I the only one here? Listen up. <laughs> no. no matter how, how, how hard we try, in fact, it's an exercise in futility. Yet that's God's condition. You see, under the old covenant, don't miss this. Under the old covenant. A righteous walk was a precondition with fellowship with God. Did you hear what I just said? Honor the old. You had to be righteous. You had to have a righteous walk in order to fellowship with God. Now, Luke chapter 10. I'm going to give you the opposite of that in a minute. Thank you. Luke chapter 10 verse 30. Luke 10:30 Then Jesus answered and said A certain man went down from Jerusalem to Jericho and fell among the thieves who stripped him of his clothing wounded him and departed leaving him half dead Now by chance a certain priest came down that road and when he saw him, he passed by on the other side. Likewise, a Levite, when he arrived at the place, came and looked and passed by on the other side. But the priest and the Levite did the exact same thing. Next verse. But a certain Samaritan, oh my goodness. For the last three, four weeks, we've been talking about John chapter 4. Who did Jesus meet at the well? A Samaritan woman. Just tuck that away. We won't deal with that today. Just take that and just tuck it away for a minute. But the certain Samaritan, as he journeyed, came where he was. And when he saw him, he had compassion. So he went to him and bandaged his wounds, pouring on him oil and wine, and he set him on his own animal, brought him to an inn, and took care of him. We can stop right there. What's the point here? What's the point we're making? In Psalms 24, we just saw the requirement for worship. Requirement for fellowshiping with God. Clean hands, pure heart, soul that's not lifted up to idols, nor a person that swears deceitfully. Under the old covenant, in Luke chapter 10 verse thirty, we just read it, the priest and the Levite Had they touched the man that was lying on the ground half dead would have become defiled. Had they stopped to help that man who needed help badly under the restraint of the law the law can only see the problem. He can solve it. So they saw the problem but because they were a priest and a Levite under the law of Moses, the law clearly says a priest or Levite cannot touch anything that's dead. And the Bible says in Luke 10 verse 30, the man was on the ground half dead. They couldn't touch him. They will not touch him because they will not dare risk psalms 24 verse 3 that make them not clean and therefore that would disqualify them from the ability to fellowship before god thank god for the samaritan who was not under the law i don't know if you guys remember the very first teaching that i gave you on this worship thing i told you that the samaritans only had Uh, the, uh, the first books but they did not have the rest of the books. And therefore, they did not have an affinity for the law of Moses as such. So this Samaritan not being under the same constraint of the law as the priest and the Levite took the liberty to minister to the wounded man on that road to Jericho. What's the point I'm making? And we're about done. Because I, do, I, do, I want to make sure we have a moment, a pause on Jesus. If we live in old, none of us here could worship. So has God changed his rule? Has he changed his condition? The answer is no. It is demands pure hands. Or rather clean hands. He still demands pure hearts. He still demands the fact that we don't lift our soul up to idols. He still demands that you and I do not swear deceitfully. Enter King Jesus. Hallelujah. Who when he went on that cross, a great exchange took place. While he lived on the earth, His hands were perpetually clean. His heart was perpetually pure. He never once lifted up his soul to an idol. And throughout his 33 years on this earth, he never swore deceitfully. So what happened? God put my impure or unclean hands and unpure heart and every defilement that's in me and you place them on him and by divine exchange gave you and I everything that jesus is and so instead of me trying to walk around with a clean hand and an, a heart that is pure i already have my brother jesus who is living as my stead who already has fulfilled all the requirement of the law he has already done it he has finished it and he says god i have done it for you so you don't have to do it now because of me you have access to god by god you are not going to God on your own credential. You are not going to God on the basis of your own physical identity. You are going to God on the idea that Jesus wrought for you. You are carrying a different identity. Oh my God. You may say you are saying Bank Akimola, but no, 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 no. There is one greater than Bank Akimola who is living in this t- vessel. Hallelujah. Jesus is our access to God by him and him only we have access to God that's why He will announce in John chapter 14 I am the way I am the truth I am the life no one goes comes unto the father but by me Muhammad will not help you Buddha cannot do it Hinduism cannot do it. Only Jesus paid the price. It was only him that his flesh was rent in two so that we have access to the holiest of all. Yeah. I want you to know what Jesus made available to you. That's why First Peter 2.5 We are living stones. Built as a spiritual house to offer spiritual sacrifices unto God, acceptable by Jesus through Jesus. It's through Him. Give me Hebrews 13, verse 15. Hebrews 13, 15. I want you to know the essence of your living, the essence of your lifestyle, everything you are, everything you will be, everything, everything. The sum total is in that singular name, Jesus. Hebrews 13. Hebrews 13 verse 15. Thank you Jesus. Let me see what it says here. Therefore. Let's say it together. Therefore what? By who? By who? By who? If you remove Jesus, you have nothing. Only by him can we continually offer sacrifice of praise to God. That's it. No, it's not because you went to school and you learned songs. No. No. It's not because you went to a retreat and you and you worship. No. None of that. None of that. If you don't have Jesus, you have nothing. Nothing you say, do, will ever please God apart from Jesus. Nothing. Therefore, by him, let us continually offer. So you remove him. What do you have? I'm going to stop right there today because I want us to go home saturated in our mind with the presence of God and the power of his spirit through his son, Jesus. I want nothing else to interfere with that because if it's not for him, We'll be back doing Psalms twenty-four, but because of Him, God accepts you and I as we are. Hebrews chapter four. Give that to me quickly. Hebrews four, verse sixteen. Now, Hebrews four sixteen. Let us therefore come. How? No, 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 no. Please say that again. What did they say? No, with with fear, but with with, cover timid. How do you come? How can you go boldly? Because you know who you have. You are going boldly because of the person of Jesus, the one that has pleased God completely. Let us therefore come boldly to the throne of grace, that we may obtain mercy and find grace to help in a time of need. Give me verse 15. Same chapter. You guys need to be faster than this, please. Thank you. Actually, give me verse 14. Start from verse 14. Thank you. Seeing then that we have what? A great high priest who has passed through the heavens. Who is this person? Jesus. Jesus. The son of God. Not some Jesus that lives in Bethlehem, Georgia, or some Jesus that lives in uh, Pennsylvania. No, no, no. This is Jesus, the Son of God. Just so we we are not confused here. This is not some guy that just went to the Baptist weekend and and just put Jesus. I came along. No, 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 no. This is Jesus, the Son of God. Because of him, let us hold fast our confession. Verse fifteen. We don't have a priest who is out of touch with our reality. Ah, you guys changed on me. You went to message transition on me. It's fine for now, but I didn't ask you to do that. Please follow instruction in the future. No, leave it now. Leave it. Leave it. I know you changed on me. He has been through weakness and testing, experienced all and all, but the sin. In other words, he did not sin. Amen? If there's anyone here today that do not know this Jesus, you have not encountered him. You have a head knowledge of Jesus. Head knowledge that will not do anything for you. You say, I want to know him. I want to encounter him. I want to experience him. I want to be born again from above by the power and the spirit of God. If you are here today and that is you, I don't want you to live here without getting Jesus. I want to pray for you. If there's anyone here today that say, I want to be born again. I want to encounter the Jesus of the Bible. I want the reality of what it means to be a child of God. Is there anybody here today? Okay. You are born again. You've been born again. But the reality, the experience of the Jesus life has eluded you. You've been trying to do things on your own strength. You've been trying to labor and strive to please God, not knowing that you've already pleased him in and through Christ. If that is you, you say, I want to recalibrate my Jesus experience, if that is you. I want to see Jesus in the reality of who he really is, if that is you. Can you just join me here at this altar this afternoon? Doctor Nofiak, please come.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Anybody else say, I want this Jesus experience. Thank you. Thank you. I do not want to relate to God through my head. But I want to know him. The power of his resurrection. And being made conformable unto his death. Folks, this is where life is. The thief come not but to steal, to kill and to destroy. But Jesus came to give us life and to give it to us more abundantly. The abundant lifestyle is not found in a set of doctrines. It's only found in a person. In a person. And that person is the Lord Jesus Christ. Yes, you are born again. But you are not really resolved or settled in your heart, on who Jesus is. Before we pray, now, is there anybody else? Is there anybody else? Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Let's all just join in that song and then we're, we're going to pray. Let's join in our song. Pastor Tussin, please come and help me here.
2: Pastor Shinnah.
0: so Pastor Thank you, Lord Jesus. Take the lady, the other guy, you guys just pray for them. Mm. That means
3: Father, we thank you for that powerful word. We thank you for how it has come to us powerfully. We will never be the same in our hearts and our minds again. In the name of Jesus. And what better way to seal this message than to just do it with a communion? Because we know that because of his covenant, because of his death and his resurrection, we have a new covenant with him. And because of that new covenant, we can come boldly to the throne of grace, we can obtain mercy. And find grace to help in our times of need. This morning there, um, if you look in front of the chairs before you, there are some uh, communion elements before you. If you don't have any, just just lift up your hands and somebody will uh, get to you. And I want you to know, I want you to know this morning that you can come boldly to the throne of grace. I said boldly. This morning. We can find grace and we can find mercy. Some people define grace as the unmerited favor, right? Some people define it as the power of God. Some people define it as the ability of God resident in us. Am I correct? But what is mercy? This morning I want to tell you that by the covenant we have had mercy. And mercy in its real term means grace in action. When grace is in action you have mercy working for you. So this morning we can come boldly before the grace of the throne of grace and actually find mercy. In other words the grace is actually working for us and we are walking in the reality of that grace of God. He said he took the bread and broke it. And when he broke it he gave thanks. Father we just want to thank you this morning because by the reason of your body that was broken for us we have access. To the kingdom. We have been accepted in the beloved. Father, we thank you because we can come boldly. We can converse with you boldly. We have Jesus backing us. He said We do not have a high priest who is not touched with the feelings of our infirmities. Father, we thank you this morning because by your body that was broken for us, we have access. We bless you. We thank you. We remember you. In Jesus' name we have prayed. You can take the bread. And he said in the same manner he took the cup and he blessed it and he said this is my this is a new covenant that was rectified in my blood. Father we thank you for that new covenant that gives us access to you. That made us one with you. That guaranteed that exchange. That my weaknesses were exchanged for your strength. That my failures were exchanged for your success. That my inabilities were exchanged for your ability. That this morning I can walk with my head straight. My shoulders raised high. There is jade in my walk. I can be confident. I can be bold. I can relate to you without shame. Without guilt. Father we thank you. This blood did it. It sealed it. And today. By the reason of this blood. We have that access. Which we never thought could come to us. But we are now a member of the commonwealth of Israel. Those who did not know you have become a part of you. Father, we thank you. We thank you. We thank you. Bless us with the knowledge. Afresh. To be able to see Jesus the way he is. For who he is. For what he is. That as the veil was turned. When you said it was finished. Every veil of ignorance will be turned this morning. In the name of Jesus. We will see you clearly. We will understand you purely. That our worship will be true and pure. We thank you. We bless you. It is so oh God. It is so. We thank you. In Jesus name. You can partake of this blood. All right. While we're doing that, uh, the offering bowls are coming out. I want you to prepare your offering. If you have, if you did not uh, partake in the offering during the uh, worship, just prepare your offering. If you're writing a check, write it to WOCFAN, for short, W-O-C-F-A-N. A A lot of you are taking so much time, I hope you're writing the millions, right? Let's get ready and um, prepare our offerings and let's follow the direction of the ushers when they're ready for us. to bring something so notice before we leave. Uh, remember, we're on phase two of our upgrade. You remember how many of you remember that? Pastor mentioned it. Except you are not listening to the message. Were you just sitting down? But well, Pastor mentioned it. We're in phase two of our upgrade. Alright? And I just want you to commit yourself. We had a testimony here this, uh, this morning. How God increased somebody. You know? Um, I, I, I just want to tell you That you cannot give to God and lose. You cannot be a loser. Because we are even already winners before we even started. All we are doing is we are confirming that what God has done. I just want us to be generous. Let's be generous in giving to this thing and upholding the standard and the ministry that God has given to us. How many of us are ready to do that? God bless you as you do that. I guarantee you something will happen that will be different in your life. Because we are obeying what God has said. Praise God. Hallelujah. All right, the second thing is next Sunday on the 10th, we have a guest minister that is going to be here. All right, Bishop Osei Tutu will be coming here from Maryland. And <laughs> how many of you know why Pastor, Pastor Nee is? <laughs> All right, that amen was really loud. But Pastor, Bishop Osei Tutu will be here. On Sunday next week, on the 10th. Please come here. Is it, is it 11th? 11th, okay. 11th. Alright. Alright. I want you to come here next Sunday. Invite somebody. Be expectant. You know what the Bible says? It said the expectation of the righteous will not be cut short. And if you come here, I guarantee you, your expectation will not be cut short. So let's get ready for Sunday. And... Bring our friends, bring our neighbors, and bring our families. All right. um, uh, Outside of everything, let's stand to our feet. But before then, our first-time guests. Our first-time guests I have a very beautiful lady there. You see, we're a very beautiful lady for you. All right, just pick your bags. Pick your belongings. And just, this lady will be leading you to, yes, just pick your bags and belongings. And will be leading you to the reception that we prepared for you. God bless you. Thank you so much. Let's keep appreciating them until... Let's stand to our feet as we close this service this morning or this afternoon. All right, just hold the next person to you. Hold the next person to you. I want I, I want us to do it differently this afternoon. Hold the next person to you. Yeah, just hold one person. Not I don't want too many. I don't want more than two people holding hands together. I need I need because I want you to speak into somebody's life this afternoon. Very first time. I love her. I'm the only one that's always left behind. All right. Speak to that person. Say this week. This week. week, week, the The veil is torn. Every veil of ignorance is torn. You will see Jesus afresh. You will understand him anew. The way God wants you to understand him. You will walk with him the way God wants you to walk with him. In the name of Jesus. All right, say to the person, surely. surely. His goodness and his, mercy God's goodness and his mercy will follow you, will follow you. All, the all the days of your life. As he has been doing always. In Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. God bless you.